Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Happy New Year from the one, the only Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. First show of the year. As you can see, a little different lineup today because the People's Choice Don Rodriguez is on special assignment. So sitting in his chair, as you see, one half of the James Gang, the Midnight Rider, Ben, a man that needs no introduction, but happy to have him back. The one, the only, Nubian Sumo. What's happening, peoples? What's happening? Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, festivals for the rest of us. All that good stuff. It's 2023. Let's get it. Yes, indeed. And, you know, we. this is January, so if you've been here for a few years, you know in January, James is... That's his dry time. So there, there's no nothing special. So we got to go to the Midnight Rider tonight. Midnight Rider, what you drinking on tonight? Yo, I got um, it's called Belvedere. It's a Heritage 176. This is a vodka. You know what I'm saying? Little, get your head right on the back of your neck. You know what I'm saying? What's going on, fellas? Can you hear me? Yeah. That and see yeah, that's good. All right, cool. That that used to be my uh my drink of choice. Uh during those times. It stayed a half a gallon of Belvedere in my refrigerator. So yeah, I know about that. Very smooth. So yeah, so with my dry January already starting, actually my dry January started December 27th. So I'm 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 already in the thick of it, but uh, Nubian Sumo tonight will be powered by Polar Black Cherry Seltzer Water. It got a little oomph to it. It's got a little kick to it, you know, just a little something, something on it. Yeah, man. Well, I'm going with the good old signature select refreshed spring water. I mean, you know, got to get my water intake in. So, gentlemen, first topic of discussion here in 2023, first show of the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. Uh, man, WWE potentially could be sold in the coming in the coming months. Now, reading this uh, article on awful announcing, just when people started accepting that Vince McMahon was no longer involved in an official capacity at WWE, he's now back. First reported by the Wall Street Journal and confirmed by WWE. McMahon is back on WWE's board of directors as a majority shareholder. He removed three board members and replaced them with longtime WWE execs, George Berrios and Michelle Wilson. Now they're talking about Vince coming in and possibly selling WWE to either the top five suitors are Comcast, Disney, Endeavor, Saudi Arabia, and Dwayne Johnson. Those are your top five. Top five. Now, Nubian Sumo. You left out one. Who was that? You left out one. Who, Triple H? You left out. No, no, no. Uh-uh. They left out NBC. Hmm. NBC. Yes, Comcast. Yes, yes, yes. Universal. Oh, that, that is oh it's Comcast. Yes. It's Comcast. 
Okay, well, Comcast, if Comcast is included in that, yeah. I'll put them number one. Mm. Number one, Disney two, Saudi three. Mm. So I'll put Saudi two. Well, they got only a lot because, of and the only problem with Saudi being involved is I think Saudi would go old and we would lose some of the younger wrestlers because they would do a lot of nostalgia stuff. Mm. They so, would, but I put Disney, I put Disney, I put uh Comcast and Disney one and two because A, they're domestic, B, the dollar will be a lot more than what their dollar would offer, you know. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they're not going to sell to anybody that's not going to do anything with their product. This man has too much pride in what he's done and what his family has done with the WWE. We just give it to somebody that's going to just piss it away. So, so let me ask this yeah, question. Would, would you, would you, do you think the sale would be contingent on certain people being able to stay around to hold creative control. I think it would. I think they would. That's why I wouldn't include Triple H in the sale, because Triple H is going to be part of that part of that system. They're going to have. He's going to be him, Stephanie, Nick Khan, um, a lot of the writers, uh, Bruce Pritchard, um, a lot of the producers and whatnot. A lot of them are going to keep. They're going to be able to keep their jobs through this sale. Because they're not because whoever picks them up is gonna be anybody that picks them up right now is gonna be somebody that has never been in the wrestling business and knows nothing about how to handle the wrestling business. So they and they and if they've learned anything from anybody, they learned from the sale of WCW from Ted Turner to Warner Brothers. That was a learning point for anybody within the wrestling business that wants to buy a wrestling company. So I would say yes, but as far as a lot of the top people concerned, like your Triple H's and your Stephanie's and whatnot, yeah, they would be part of it. They would be included in that deal. Here's my question. What would make Vince all of a sudden come back just to sell this, this company? This is a company that the late, great Jess McMahon started, and it was territorial. Vince took it global. He X'd out the territories, took it global, and we have this entity that's the tops in the wrestling business right now have pretty much gotten rid of all the competition, and now you come back just to sell it? I mean, whatever happened to just saying, hey, you know, I got kids that can run this business. I'll just leave it to them. He was going to sell it before all this stuff happened, if you if you recall. So all this stuff just put a damper on what was going to actually happen eventually anyway. The man still owns 80% of that company. So if it's his choice to sell it if he wants to sell it. The only, the only reason Nick Khan ever came into the picture was because he was going to sell it. Nick Khan is the one that's been put in charge of actually putting the pieces together to sell WWE off to whoever they're going to sell it to, so that's why that's why we got the changes in the in the board positions. One, one of the one of the people they got one of the board members they got rid of was the guy that was leading the investigation against Vince 
within the company. Now, they are talking about some SEC charges that could come about from these firings, from these switches. So we'll have to see where, where that goes. But it was the whole plan all along to sell WWE but from the beginning, before all this Vince stuff happened. So it's just a, it was just a matter of time before Vince came back and was like, okay, uh, the, the smoke is settled. I'm, I done got off now. Uh, we can go ahead and go back to business. But isn't one of the holdups also the fact that Vince hasn't really paid back the 19 million because from his um suit his suits that he um or his NDAs or whatever that he processed? Well, the, those that money came out of his pocket. It didn't come out okay. of WWE coffers. Okay. So I don't think they're going to be making him pay that back. Uh, the only the only thing that was involved as far as WWE money was concerned was the fact that it was one of those women who only worked there for like two or three years, came in at a $100,000 contract, but then the next year, her third, her second or third year, she got an, uh, a promotion and got double her salary in that promotion. So that's okay. the only money that came out of WWE's pocket. The, the NDAs came out of Vince's pocket himself. Here's my thing. If... They sell this, and let me before I go there. This is where I'm. I'm kind of skeptical. Is this like, is this for real? Because Vince said about 20 years ago, he said, "If I'm going to kill something that I created, I'm, I'm gonna inject the poison." And here we are, 20 years later, and it's like he's injected the poison. He's killing what he made. Right. Oh, it's funny the yeah. step away. The step away kind of. I don't know. I, almost. I. I want to think it's a shoot. Like them just going over the edge with wrestling, but I know it's not. And I feel like to a certain point, the man has a big ego. And the way the stock of the company has shifted since he left, I don't know. Maybe he has a little bit of um, a little jealousy streak going because it's succeed. It's the company succeeding without him. Or maybe that's the reason he wants to sell because now he sees that he doesn't have to be involved for it to have success. So it's almost like six in one hand, half dozen the other. I I, I want to believe it's a shoot too. Vince is will a shoot or a work, right? Well, I, if it's a work, this is an intricate ass work. <laughs> I mean, but this is long term planning, and he's done it before. But I just I want to believe it's a shoot because it's like it's coming out of left field to me. Oh yeah, this is definitely it's definitely a shoot. It's going to happen. He's going to sell. It's just a matter of who and when. Mm. He's gonna get. He's gonna try to get as much money as he can out of this, so that he can just sit back wherever in Greenwich, wherever he's gonna be, and just be comfortable for the rest of his life. And if Stephanie and Triple H will still want to be involved, that's on them. If Shane decides he wants to come back, he that's on him. But he but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing not a lot of people are thinking about. What if he sells the company? Right? He gets a couple of billion for it. Because this is worth at least one billion. I mean, it's a worldwide global phenomenon. So let's say he gets one billion dollars for the WWE. And then he turns around 
gets together with Shane and starts another company. Mm. Let me hit you with that one. Mm. What you think about that? That would be the most Vince McMahon thing in the world. That would be right up his alley. Because then it will be like, you didn't want me to run it, but I'm going to show you that I can still do this business my way and it still works without everybody else. So I can see that happening. And Shane always has had like a bone to pick because he's always been the outsider in the whole arrangement. So I can see that happening. Or would it be an option where they buy into AEW? And then that would become so. a I'm, I'm asking questions. I don't think. No, no, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You, 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 you stirring the pot just like I am. I appreciate that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't think he would go in with Tony Khan because I know because I think Tony Khan might be a little intimidated by Vince, and okay. Vince would come in and pretty much take over. And if, if Vince comes in and takes over, then I don't know how Shad's gonna feel about. His son being bitch slapped, bitch slapped around by Vince McMahon. So yeah, I don't see, I don't see that happening. Now, Impact. I knew you was gonna say that. Impact is vulnerable. Impact is vulnerable now. The, the Impact could could uh, suffer from a Black Saturday, if you know what I mean. So uh, it is it, 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 or he could just start from scratch. Start a brand. I mean, because he's not like Vince doesn't have connections in television. It's not like he doesn't have connections with streaming, streaming video, streaming video. So it it it, it could happen a lot of different ways. Mm. Oh man, I want to I want to ride this wave and be like, hey, this is this is looking like this, or it's looking like that. I want to ride this wave and say that. But ah oh man, I, I don't even know right now because I'm too nervous about any of it because it's like everything we've ever known is about to change, as with life. And it's crazy because we sit here, we can sit here and we can rack our brains about it, pick our brains about it, and everything. And you you can't imagine be honest, you can't imagine life without WWE because I know I can't and I can't imagine somebody that's not connected to a McMahon running WWE so it, it seems surreal and I think that's the that has to be the theme for the day because we had a conversation on, on Facebook and as well as in the sideline junkies chat about Georgetown University and I can't see anybody that's not connected to John Thompson running anything in, in Georgetown this is the same thing. It's hard to imagine that. But times are changing. So I, I and I I really think and let me find out what, what WWE is worth now because I know they work way more than the building. Vince probably would fetch five billion for this company. Well, I just said one billion is just like a roundabout number, but those stock numbers have been dropping real steady real slowly over the past few weeks. So you know that's why he's trying to jump on the on the on the wagon now, 
you know, see what I see as much as he can get as much as he can get out of it. It says the net worth as of yesterday. Well, no, to, what did yesterday was the six five point three billion. And I was reading an article that said uh, out of everybody, every company that's been really taking hits on the stock market, WWE is one that hasn't really taken as many as everybody else. No, nah, like I said, it hasn't. They've been taking hits, but it's, it's not been slow. It's been yeah. a little. It's not that they've been significant, insignificant hits. But over time, you know, that accumulates. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I'm saying, you know, it, it, that little that little drop, that little drop turns into a puddle eventually, you know? Yeah, that is true. That's true. Man, as always, we got to keep an eye on that. Um, damn. That, that, uh, hopefully, Vince, this is one of the things Vince changed his mind on. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> That's all I can hope for. Uh, he, he ain't changing his mind on that. I can tell you that now. I can tell you that now. The only reason he's coming back is because he's trying to sell that company. He says, I got 80% of this company. And like you said, if it's going down, I'm the one who's going to take it down. So it is what it is. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in 2023, I get to say, hold on to your seats. Screw your wig on tight. Hell, if you have to, light you a L. Sit back, relax, because it's time for That's Just Newbie. Now, first and foremost, and gentlemen, before you start, I got to ask a question. We got to okay, talk about the shirt right. you got on. We got to talk about the shirt. Because I, don't, you be coming out with some shirts, man. And I'm just like, damn. I, I Look, I think I got my T-shirt game going. I got me a new Dolly Parton T-shirt, and I think I got it going. And you come on camera, and you put my shit to shame. So tell us about the shirt before you start. Okay, well, actually, this shirt is in commemoration of a lost faction in wrestling. Back in December, Minoru Suzuki, leader of Suzuki-Goon, made the announcement that Suzuki-Goon would be disbanding as of 2023. This is a faction that's been going on for for about 11 years. They uh, started out in New Japan, were actually banned from New Japan and kicked out over the way that they were uh, doing things within the uh, company. Wound up going to Pro Wrestling Noah, took took over Pro Wrestling Noah, came back to New Japan, and has just been a steady faction ever since then. You know, Uh, so um, as of uh, the 23rd of December, that was the last match that Suzuki-Goon had, and they had it against each other in an eight-man tag. And they had some one of their retired members who actually came back for the last photo, the last shot of all of them together. So um, now they've gone off on their own. Uh, there are a couple of there are a few of the guys that have gotten together to form a new faction. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. has um, has has added himself into uh, TDMK, the Mighty Don't Kneel. 
um, the, that, that, that tag team to make that a faction because they were actually a faction back at Pro Wrestling Noah, the three of them together at one time. Um, and some of the other guys have gone solo going after, uh, ti- going ti- uh, after titles and whatnot. So um, I'm wearing this shirt in commemoration, RIP, to Suzuki Goon. And hoping that they, all of the members, uh, find them, find their way within this uh, crazy world of professional wrestling, and uh, do the best that they can with what they got going. But uh, <clears throat> I'll also say, uh, while we, before I get started with uh, what's going on, I got, I'm, I'm kind of glad that Ben is the on with us today. It's almost ironic that we have been on today because it's been about a little over a year since I've since I actually seen Ben face-to-face like this on camera. It was a end-of-the-year special we had back in 2000, to end 2021. And we were all given our predictions for 2022. And I kind of remember saying that my New Year's prediction would be that New Japan Pro Wrestling would have a major influence and presence within the United States for the for that for the year. And there was one person in particular that sounded off and was like, nah, <laughs> that ain't happening. No, uh-uh, no, sir, uh-uh, I don't see it. And I was like, okay, we gonna see. So, uh, Ben, do you have anything to chime in or anything to say at this time about your um, your negativity toward my prediction, sir? I'm just ready to see, um, what is it, Mercedes Monet? Ready for that. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let you off the hook on that one. Okay. All right, so um, a lot of things have been happening. We haven't seen everybody in a while. We've had the best of the uh, the World Tag League that happened in New Japan. We had the Super Junior Tag League that happened. Triple uh, A has had their Noche de Campeones event recently. Um, Pro Wrestling Noah had their uh, had a, had a show here recently, and I just got through watching it. With uh, the main event being um, the Great Muda versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which is a great match. Um, but Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom did happen back on last Wednesday the fourth, as it always does, January fourth, whatever day it's on. It's going to happen. And uh, on January 5th, they had the New Year's Dash, which was their restart. They're kind of like their uh, Raw after WrestleMania that restarts everything and gets everything kicked off for the year. But we're going to go over uh, New, Jap- uh, New Japan World uh, Wrestling- Wrestle Kingdom. And as we're going through that, we're going to be trying to catch up with some of the things that's going on that will kind of um, – bring us up to speed as far as where New Japan is right now and uh, where they're going to be going. 
So the first match of the night in the pre-show was an exhibition match between one of the young lions and a gentleman by and a gentleman that they're bringing in by the name of Bolton Oleg, who's an Austrian amateur wrestler. He's been he's all he's an all Japan wrestler um, who has won some awards and has won some tournaments all over Japan and uh, Europe and whatnot. They're trying to make him out to be their version of Gabe, Gable Stevenson. So they gave him a three-minute exhibition match to um, run his um, – to, to uh, start his career off. Now, I don't know if they're going to put him in the dojo or not. They haven't said. I don't know if they're going to start just start him off uh, real small and kind of build him up within the main roster. But, well, we'll see what happens. I'll keep you up with what's going on with him. Now uh, – the opening match, they had a um, right to challenge Rambo for for uh, what they you know, when when you have a Rambo in New Japan, that's pretty much their version of the Royal Rumble. You have two guys starting out for three minutes, and then every minute a new person comes in. But in the Ram in a Rambo, it's pinfall, submission, countout, disqualification, over the top rope, all of that is included. So. In this Rambo, this was going to be the right to challenge for the KOPW 2023 championship. Um, Shingo Takagi wound up winning the 2022 because he was the last man to hold the trophy. So he, he wins for 2022. They start over every year. So 2023, they start out with this Rambo. It's like a 20-man over-the-top over the rope thing. And the last four will go on to the next night, the fifth, for the new New Year's Dash to see who becomes the first title holder. So it wound up ending up with show from uh, House of Torture, New uh, Bullet Club, the Great Okan from United Empire, Toro Yanu from Chaos, and Shingo Takagi from Los Ingubernables de Apon. So, um, they wound up going to the next night, and Shingo Takagi wound up winning. So he now holds what now they, they created a belt now instead of a trophy for them. So the belt, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you all watch NWA, but the women's the women's tag championship, the one with no side plates, it looks like that with side plates. And then they put Velcro on it, but they didn't do the Velcro job that they have at WWE. They got the black strip in the middle of the strap. <laughs> it, it, it looks corny. It looks corny as hell, but it is what it is. You know, it's not supposed to be a serious title, so they didn't put that much thought or effort into the belt. They just wanted to have a belt for it now. So Shingo Takagi has that belt right now, and um, we'll see where that goes. Um, the next match was a six-man tag. It was the Antonio Inoki Memorial uh, match that they had for the uh, Antonio Inoki who passed away at the end of 2022. So you had Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Togi, Na Togi Makabe versus Tiger Mask, Minoru Suzuki, and Tatsumi Fujinami, of which... Um, of which uh, Tiger Mask got pinned by Makabe. So 
uh, Makabe, Ko Kojima, and Nagata wound up winning by pinfall. Then you had um, the, the match for the IWGP he Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Now, like I said earlier, the Super, Ju the Super Junior Tag Team uh, Tournament went on uh, before Wrestle Kingdom. They had a 12-team tournament, which was pretty much a round robin. So they broke the bracket into six. Everybody wrestled each other. And then the two with the most points wrestled each other for the win, for the, to win the tournament. So um, you got – the winners of that tournament was Yo, who was a former member of Rapungi 3K, and his tag team partner, Leo Rush. <laughs> yeah, Leo Rush. Uh, he's been in um, – uh, I knew he was coming back. <laughs> I knew he was coming back on that one. <laughs> so uh, Leo Rush has been with the New Japan Strong. Uh, he's, been he's been doing pretty well with them. You know, he's been having sort of been on some rocky situations with some other companies. He's burned some bridges. But he's been doing pretty well with New Japan Strong. They brought him over to Japan, put him in this tournament with Yo. And they wound up winning the tournament. Now, and now he's going, and now they're in Wrestle Kingdom going after the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Now, I'm glad KG came back because I have to make an admission. I'm gonna have to get after the watching the match that 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 went down. I got to give Leo some props. I got to I actually have to give Leo Rush some props. The boy got his face cut up pretty good. He broke his nose. He wound up he's he potentially may have a concussion. But the boy put in work. He put in some serious work in this match, and I gotta give it to him. I can't. I can't even hold. I gotta give the boys flowers. <laughs> I, I really do. I got. I can't. I can't. I can't help but do so. And you know. And for anybody that listens to this show, you know how much I criticize Leo Rush. But the thing is, we never. <laughs> his boy. <laughs> we we never said he couldn't wrestle. We 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 always said it. It's it was always, always the wife. It was always the wife. That's what got him fired from WWE. That situation with his wife and her wanting to be on the road and him not having no money. I, well, I guess you don't have any money if they're not paying for your hotel room. You don't make that much, bro. You, look here, baby. You got to stay home. I got to go get this bread. Now you all the way in Japan. I wonder if she over in Japan too. She might be. But I don't know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give Leo. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give Leo his drubbers. The man put in his work. They lost the match, but he put in work. But he put in work. So um, Francisco Akira and TJP are still your IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. Uh, but I'm sure that they will be bringing Leo Rush back with Yo. Uh, even though Yo right now is going, is trying to put get himself in position for the junior heavyweight singles championship, 
but I'm sure they'll be bringing Leo back because the the match that those those two teams had was very good. So um, and now um, for the uh, IWGP Women's World Championship, uh, Tom Nakano versus Kari. Kari, of course, being the former Kari Sane of WWE, who wound up leaving uh, WWE and wanted to come back to Japan. They made her the ambassador to Japan for the company, and that didn't or did work out or whatever the case may be, but she wound up leaving the company altogether, joined up with Stardom, and now uh, she is there. She is the IWGP Women's World Champion. Uh, she wound up retaining her belt uh, against Tam Nakano in a, in, a, in a good match. I mean, it was a good about five, six minutes, but it was a good match. But then up from the depths, 30 stories high, <laughs> here comes Mercedes Monet. Or as you all probably know her, Sasha Banks. Strutting down the aisle, only as the boss can, jumps in the ring, tells her that she is the CEO of the women's division in stardom and in New Japan and commits to putting hands on Kari. Holding the belt up over the whole thing. They told her she coming after that belt and she already put a date and time on it. So they'll be wrestling in San Jose on the 18th of this month. Uh, so this, which is supposed to be a pay-per-view. Oh, excuse me, it's, it's the 18th of February. I'm sorry. It's the 18th of February in San Jose. It's supposed to be a big show for uh, New Japan in the United States, Ben! <laughs> Isn't she from Cali? She's from Cali, but she claims Boston. Yeah. Mmm. Because, you know, uh, that's that Snoop. Like a title change of hands. That's Snoop, Brandy, Ray J, Daz. That's their cousin. That's their cousin. They're all cousins. Yeah, that, that that's a possible title change right there in her home, in her unofficial hometown. It could be, it could be, it could be. I mean, I I really don't see, I really don't see it happening as a title change because Kyrie Sane hasn't had that. This was Kyrie Sane's first title defense, so for them to take that belt off of her that quick. Especially being that she's the first champion, I'm thinking that they're going to establish the belt for a little while with Kyrie, and then because for for some gaijin to come in all out of the blue and take a and take a Japanese title like that, that don't look that's not a good look in in Japan. So, so, so would that be I, a situation I, where we get like a um like maybe a double count out or? Some kind of work where, like, neither one gets pinned, so they don't look weak in the situation. It could go, it could go double count out. It could go double, du uh, 
Broadway. Not too many DQs in New Japan. Okay. Not too many DQs in New Japan. I would say more of a, 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 a time limit draw would happen to keep both of them strong. But also, she, Mercedes needs to uh, establish herself within stardom and, and, and New Japan. So, And I say stardom and New Japan only because it's a New Japan belt, the world belt, and she'll be wrestling in stardom, which is owned by New Japan. So that's why I say that's why I say them both instead of just one. But she's got to establish herself within stardom. Uh, she may get a stardom belt before she gets the um, New Japan belt, the world belt. That's what I'm thinking. I could be wrong. It could they could just go ahead and give it to her. But usually, when it comes to Japan, they don't really do. They don't really let the gaijins come in and just and just run wreck shop and run run things like that. Just coming in, you got to establish yourself first. But we'll see. You, you, you know something with this whole thing with Mercedes Monet. I've been you know reading comments. You know people was mad because Bailey, Naomi, uh, FTR, they were all there to support her. People was like, well, how yeah, can you support somebody that walked out in the middle of a taping? Huh? FTR was actually there for a match, which I'll get to for the moment. Okay. But, um, um, yeah, but Bailey and Naomi were there strictly for Mercedes. And, you, you know, this gentleman, and I use that term loosely, he said that uh, Bailey and any, any WWE wrestlers, because they weren't the only ones that were there. It was a couple others there that I, I got to find. I can't find a picture to name everybody. But he said, well, any WWE wrestler that's there should lose their contract for supporting somebody that walked out in the middle of taping or in the middle of a show. I'm like, what that got to do with the price of tea in China? Why are you hating, bro? So you're going to fire Charlotte for going to AEW to support her man in AEW. <clears throat> Nope. <laughs> nobody has anything to say about that. That had just like you see, if I'm not mistaken, Naomi is under contract still with WWE. Yeah, they're talking about her coming back. Her and Jay Cargill were at a basketball game together just about a week or two ago. And they were flicking it up yeah. at a basketball game. Yeah. Like you 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 do realize just because we don't work for the same company, don't mean you know, when we see each other, it's not love. Right. And you also have to realize Naomi, <clears throat> Bailey, uh, 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 Charlotte, even Jade Cargill, you got to put her in there. They're part of this women's evolution that's been going on for the last four years. They're a part of building up this women's brand in any capacity, along with Jordan Grace, along with Thunder Rosa, along with all the ladies that's, that, that are doing their damn thing, especially Britt Baker. Of course, they're going to show love to one another because they all have the same damn goal. Like, why are you butthurt over this? Is what I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. Just, I mean, I, I, I could see that back in the day when you had NWA in the same airport with 
AWA or WWF or Mid-South or whatever, you know, y'all cross each other. Y'all may, may or may not say anything to each other because of kayfabe. But these days, kayfabe is dead. It doesn't make a difference. You know, all of them are within the uh, the IWP or IWC rather, the uh, ind independent wrestling community is what they call it. <laughs> I mean, shit. You know, it's, it's, it, it is it is what it is. You know, these these people all hang out in the same gyms. Mm -hmm. They all hang out. Same. They go go to the same arenas. If they in the same city, they gonna hang out in the same bar. Same hotel adjoining hotels, you know, they're they gonna run into each other. What difference does it make? Crazy is when you try to keep kayfabe, they complain about it. Like the whole thing with Jay Cargill and, 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 and Bow Wow, we didn't get a chance to talk about that, but that whole thing there, that was all kayfabe, it was all the work, and people got butt hurt over them. Like, okay, they're keeping kayfabe. People are like, well, what's kayfabe? How can you say you love wrestling and you don't know what the fuck kayfabe is? <laughs> right, right. Uh, I digressed. Kayfabe is when you with your girl and you out in the street with her and your damn side chick, your sneaky link, done walked out of a movie with another dude and you got to play it off because she looking at you like you crazy because you with your woman and you, and you, you can't say nothing to her because you need to smack her because she with some other dude that you don't know nothing about. That's kayfabe. Kayfabe is you keeping your mouth shut because you can't say nothing. That's kayfabe. How about that? That's kayfabe. I think the greatest at kayfabe is MJF. MJF you don't know what he says. He stays on kayfabe all the time. And I don't know what he was doing, but when he didn't give that kid the autograph and kind of like knocked the pen out of his hand, it, MJF is my guy. So, I, yeah. <laughs> kayfabe, baby. That's an old that's old old school right there. Living your character. Living living your gimmick is what that's called. And so and, and he does that very well. You know, so I mean, I no, nobody knows who the real MJF is unless you grew up with him or you really, really tight with him. But <laughs> If you don't know who he is, he's that asshole. I got a question at the end of the show. It was in the in our um WhatsApp conversation. So don't let me forget that. Okay. All right. So we're gonna continue with the uh IWGP World uh tag team championship. Uh Yoshihashi and Hiroki Gogoso. I wound up winning the World Tag League and put themselves in a position to face Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood, FTR, for the IWGP Tag Team Championships of FTR coming in as the champions. And FTR lost the belts. So they have now lost the Ring of Honor belts. They've lost the IWGP belts, 
And as of last week, they lost in, in the Noche de Campeones AAA event. They lost the AAA Tag Team Championships. So now FTR is strapless. Sir? Is it possible that their next match could be back in a WWE arena and they in the reign of the We Are Ones? I think not. Okay. I don't don't think so because they have too much time left on their contracts with... uh, AW. And what's going to probably end up happening is they're going to prop they're probably going to be uh the AEW champions here in a little bit because um I didn't see I didn't see Rampage uh Friday but didn't um didn't um did the acclaim did the acclaim did that did the acclaim retain their belts? I know they retained them Wednesday, but they were supposed to wrestle again on Friday. So did that happen, or or what happened there? I couldn't tell you that one because I didn't I didn't catch it. Give me a second, I'm researching. Okay, well because I know Friday, the acclaimed was supposed to wrestle Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal again. For the tag titles. So right now it still says it's, it's the acclaim. Okay, so then they probably beat them again. Okay, so I can see the acclaim. I can see the acclaim coming back to AEW, finishing up whatever business they got with the guns, with the gun boys. And then going after the acclaim to get that to get those titles back. I can see FTR going back home to WWE. Eventually, but not for at least another year. Hell, haven't but they? Again, since they've been gone, they they won every title. They they won every tag title. Not all of them. There are a few that they still could win. They haven't won NWA. They haven't won CMLL. They haven't won Impact. Uh, those are the main three. Did they win? Uh, they they won New Japan. They got they New Japan. They won ROH. And of course they won AEW. Pro Wrestling No is another one that they could they could win. Uh right now the, the, the they 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 call themselves seven star FTR because of the seven belts that they won. Mm-hmm. So they got SmackDown, Raw, NXT, which they all claim is three different belts. The uh Ring of Honor. New Japan, AAA, and what's the seventh one? Uh, what's the seventh? AEW. 
So there, there are some. They, they could continue to go to Japan, end up in pro wrestling, no one get those tag titles. I wouldn't mind seeing them going against the champions they got now in um in Kojima and uh, they I can't remember his tag team partner's name. I just saw him, but um, but what 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 really needs to happen is they need to sit them down for a while because you know Dax is wrestling with a broken coccyx. Mm-hmm. So he a needs to he's been wrestling for a broken tailbone. Oh, okay. Coxix. I think that's why they're dropping the titles. Yeah. That, that makes so. sense. So that way they can it's take so. the rotation. Yeah. Sit, sit him down, get him because he's been wrestling on that for like he's been wrestling on that since they wrestled the Briscoes. Right. At the at, uh, final battle. So I got a so, question. Okay. This is a very selfish question. Go ahead. And I apologize. So Great Buddha versus Shinsuke. Okay. Did you see it? What was your thoughts? Because Shinsuke is my guy. So I need to know what happened. Shinsuke versus Muda, and he was Muda. He wasn't Kenji Muta. He was right. Muto. He was the great Muda. Mask, entrance, the whole shit. Okay. So, yes, it was a very good match. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura had his for his entrance, had the big, had the big drum. The guy, the guy, okay, one of, uh, guy with the big drum, and uh, um, he brought the, I don't know if you remember, I think it was a WrestleMania, and mm-hmm. he had the black guy with the violin, yes, sir, brought him out, so he played him in. He had on this all-white robe that covered him from head to toe with the with a hood on it, and it had the like um, long, like geisha sleeves that went down, went down like this. And he, he did the aisle and did the whole thing, the whole ring interest thing. Muda came out in the smoke, and he had his robe on, mask, everything came out. The, the entrances were nice. It went into the match. You know, they did all the classic. Nakamura, Muda stuff. So Muda wound up hitting him with the mist twice. He hit him with the red mist, he hit him with the black mist. He was going for the mist the third time, but Nakamura grabbed him by the face and drew him in, took the mist into his mouth, and then sprayed him with it, hit him with the Kinshasa, one, two, three. The funny part is <laughs> in the post-match interview, Muta, Muta is sitting in the chair and he's like, yeah, Shinsuke sign. Yeah. Is he queer? <laughs> And then he hit it with the F bomb. He said, "Is he a? Mm. Is he a F? Is he a F bomb?" He says, "Oh well, okay, that's enough. Thank you." 
That shit. <laughs> I laughed mm. off that shit for about five minutes. I was like, first of all, he called him queer. I guess he can I guess he. I guess they actually locked lips. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he had him, he had him up like this, where he couldn't. He didn't have to touch him, but he must have. He must have put on the head and did it, and put his put him from lips to lips. But then for him to call him the f bomb, that I was like, woo. See, that was when, it, when it when it comes to Shinsuke, and I understand Midnight Ride, I understand that's your man. I've always felt I don't like him because I feel like he's a water when he's here and he's in WWE. I always felt like he was a watered down version of himself once he came up from uh, NXT. I always felt like he was just watered down. He was never really himself. Just how I feel. And that that has all been that later. Okay. So I, so so no, no, I totally agree with you. Later. I'm gonna give my opinion on that a little later. All right. So I've got somebody else in the same light. But go ahead. No, I just think that when he was in XT, he was his best version of himself. Um, and I feel like sometimes with this company, the NXT version is the best version. And when I think about that, I think about Bobby Roode. I think about Gargano. I think about Tommaso Ciampo. So I feel like a lot of these guys, their best versions of themselves was the version that was there. And then when they brought them up, they ruined them. Another person ruined was, um, oh, it just slipped my mind. Um, Who was the champ? It was Ciampa, Gargano, Bobby Roode. And it was somebody. Uh, oh, um, the dude with the guitar, um, Elias. Elias. They ruined him when they brought him up. They ruined Keith Lee as well. Oh my God! What? Keith Lee was white hot when they but, brought but, him up, but, and then they ruined him. I'm waiting for the sumo to talk about it. Where Strickland is doing some work. Well, he's a, he's AEW, but if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. He is putting in some work. He is. And I, I, I just want to see where he's going to go with this new faction he got going. Yes, Especially sir. now that they've kind of put him together with Rick Ross. You know, I, I don't know where that's going to go, but, you know, like the match that they had with AR, that he had with AR Fox. Yes, sir. I mean, that could have been a main event anyway. It's not the match they had in Lucha Underground. Right, but it was a pretty decent match. But but but, but Swerve has always been that dude. Yeah, but now he's Swerve actually always, But yeah, he, he but but he he wasn't able to in WWE. Mm-hmm. He was hamstrung in WWE, which is why I don't understand why people want to go to WWE. Just like uh, in the Noche in the Noche de Campeones Triple A event. When FTR lost after FTR lost to uh, Dragon Lee and Drillistico for the tag titles, Dragon Lee announced that he's leaving to go to WWE NXT. Why? You saw what they did to you. They saw what they did to your boy, uh, Sin Cara. 
Mm-hmm. You saw how they treated. You saw how they treated your cousin Andrade. Yep. I mean, come on. Why would you? Why would you put yourself in that position? Why would you want to do that? I mean, I understand folks want to get their bag. The only reason you go to the WWE is to get a bag. Period. Don't that sound familiar? <laughs> only reason why you come to the Redskins or Commanders is to get that bag. It sounds familiar to me. Right. So, you know, I mean, you could, you could, I mean, he's going in the prime of his career to, to when he could, when he could go anywhere. He could stay in AAA. He could and get paid. Now that Conan is taking back over AAA, he could get paid. He go to AEW. He go to Japan. He's got a great relationship with uh New Japan. He go to New Japan and go get into that junior junior singles division anytime he wants. And he could bring in anybody that he wants and do go after the tag titles if he wanted to. So I mean I don't understand it, but Godspeed to him. Hope hopefully he'll come out better than some of his counterparts. So going back to Wrestle Kingdom, the next match on the card was for the newly minted New Japan World Television Championship. Now, I think I remember KG showing us that God ugly belt, that that nickel belt with the uh, brown leather, light brown leather. Oh, my God. Let me see if I still got it. I think I had to get rid of that because it was so horrible. (laughs) I I got rid of it. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. Ugh. But yeah, um, they wound up having a tournament for that to determine who was going to wrestle for that. Um, the finalists were Zack Sabre Jr. and Ren Narita. Of who Ren Narita coming off of his excursion has uh, called is now calling himself the son of Strong Style since he was trained by um, in the in the LA Dojo and. Um, so he got, he calls himself the son of strong style now and it's taking on like a strong style um wrestling style moveset. So um they had their match and Zack Sabre Jr. wound up winning the belt, making him the first ever New <coughs> Japan World Television Champion. And that is also the night he joined with uh TDMK, the Mighty Don't Kneel, because they needed a new person in their faction being that they lost Jonah, a.k.a. Bronson Reed, for him going back to the WWE. So, um, but like I said earlier, Zack Sabre Jr. and TDMK were in new, new uh, pro wrestling Noah together as TDMK. So this is just them getting back together pretty much. Now, um, <clears throat> the next match it was for the Never Open Weight Championship champion Carl Anderson going up against Tama Tonga. Uh, for those that don't know or don't remember, Carl uh, Tom- Anderson has been going through a whole bunch of craziness between um, WWE, New Japan, and himself as far as booking. Uh, that He was supposed to be in a match against Hikaleo uh, that wound up being canceled because he was double booked and wound up staying in uh, and then doing a television match 
on, with WWE that he was booked on rather than defending the belt against Hikaleo. So uh, I guess a deal was brokered or something happened. And because usually in that situation, New Japan would strip you of the belt. But they chose not to do that. And they set up another match for Hikaleo and him to wrestle, of which he wound up beating Hikaleo. And Tomatonga wound up challenging him, of which they had the match at Russell Kingdom. And now Tomatonga is your new never open weight champion. So that takes the belt off of Carl Anderson. Um, I guess this would end his relationship with New Japan as of right now. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, it, um, uh, Doc Gallows didn't come with him on this. He was by himself. He didn't have anybody with him at the match. So I'm thinking that uh, Gallows will be in the same situation, same boat, as far as that's concerned, as far as their relationship with New Japan. Uh, Keiji Muto's last match in New Japan was a six-man tag. Shoto Umino, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Muto, in his, as Keiji Muto, not the great Muta, versus Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito from LIJ, of which um, Shoto Umino wound up getting the pin on Bushi. They're really pushing Shoto Umino now, uh, uh, making him a big shot right now, especially with his relationship with um, John Moxley and um, the fact that they, they've given him a lot of wins and they're showing him in a lot of different matches against a lot of different people. So um, we'll see how that goes with him and we're hoping for the best for him. Now, <clears throat> next match is was your four-way uh, match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship between Master Wato, El Desperado, Hiromu Takahashi, and Taji Ishimori, the champion. Um, the winner of that was Hiromu Takahashi, who for the fifth time has won the uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship and has all and is uh, uh, and uh, we're looking to see who's going to step up to him to see who's going to be the next challenger for that belt. Now, match of the night for me was for the United States Heavyweight Championship, Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega from AEW. And this was, this match went about th almost 35 minutes. And going back to what you all were saying about Shinsuke Nakamura earlier, uh, how Shinsuke was, is, wasn't the same Shinsuke as he was in Japan than he was in WWE. You saw the cleaner come back on July on January 4th. This was classic Kenny Omega at his finest. I mean, this is a Kenny Omega we haven't seen since the uh matches he had with against Okada for the for the IWGP heavyweight championship. Um it was it was it was breathtaking. I mean, they told they told a serious story in the ring that night. And for Osprey to lose that belt Kenny Omega wound up winning, but for, for Osprey to lose that belt, and then the uh, the interview that he gave post match, 
to go along with it, saying that he didn't know what else he had to do. He suffered through three years of silence um, with the, with no fans there and people not being able to um, speak or, or only being able to clap and, you know, the things that he the, – uh, the injuries that he had to go through, the life-threatening injuries that he had to endure and everything. What else does he have to do? He, uh, You know, what does he have to do to be able to uh, get game the respect that he feels he's owed? So he says he's going to give it one more year in New Japan to see where he to see what 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 it is to get what he feels he deserves he should have, and if he doesn't get that, then he'll need to go elsewhere. So we're going to have to see where this goes because we're looking at an angry Will Osprey, a vengeful Will Osprey now, and. I, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they book him and what storylines they put him in over the next six months to see where he goes from here. Uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be interesting. And I look forward to it. <clears throat> and so the mat, last match of the night was for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Jay White champion. Uh, Kazuchika Okada ended up winning the match and in a similar fashion Jay White did pretty much the same thing Will Ospreay did and was saying but he blamed everything on Hikaleo he blamed everything happening to him on Hikaleo and the fact that Hikaleo turned on him and he quote unquote hurt him in turning on him. He said he did everything. He took Hikaleo under his wing. He did everything that he could to try to help build him up and whatnot, but he chose to go back to his family rather than staying with him, and that hurt him, causing him to lose his belt to Okada. So now during the New Year's Dash, there was a match that was had, a six-man tag, where Hikaleo wound up going against Jay White, wound up um, losing to Jay White. And Jay White challenged Hikaleo to a loser leave Japan match that's going to be coming up soon. Now, this is interesting, and I bring this up because there's a story out that came out on yesterday where Triple H is looking at a Japan, a Japanese superstar that's 6'8 and 300 and something pounds and talking about signing him to the WWE, that being Hikaleo. Now, there's also rumors uh, that Triple H has reached out to Jay White as well. So this match could go either way. Because Jay White's contract is almost up. And with them talking about already talking about Hikaleo being somebody that, that of interest, it's going to be an interesting match just to see where they go with it, to see if they actually have a pin, to see if they do a disqualification of some kind, uh, you know, the, or, or a double count out like we were talking about earlier, to see what goes on there. So, We'll have to see. We'll have to keep up. And uh, y'all got anything else? That's pretty much 
everything. That's pretty much Wrestle Kingdom. We can go into New Year, New Year's Dash later because there's some things that happened there. Other things happened there that would be of interest, and we could uh, go over those things at another date. Well, you know my question that I always have. Uh, when is Jordan Grace going to get the title back, and uh, is she ever going to go mainstream? Jordan Grace may go to may become a body a bodybuilder before she goes mainstream. The way she's going right now. Man, you see how she's rich she's in competition. She may go she's in competitions. She's an actual she actually went in competitions now. So man, I wouldn't doubt her just she wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if she just said forget wrestling. I ain't gotta take no bump. I don't have to take bumps to win to win competitions. Hello. Say hello. Uh, you too busy looking at the screen. You looking at one screen, not looking at the screen you on. Hello. Hello. Uh, so I got a question. Charlotte Flair. Comes back, wins the belt, and uh, was it a WWE special five minute match? Where where are we going with this? Is this the free up Ronda Rousey? So she and um, I forgot the girl's name. They can go after the tag titles and they can become a faction. What's what's the end game here? Shayna Baszler. Yeah, that could happen. Um, there what there is word that um, Charlotte is supposed to take over Mandy Rose's place as far as uh, toxic attraction, so they could bring them up to the main roster. Uh, it could be that they have they be they could be setting up Charlotte and. Um, Bianca for WrestleMania says Charlotte is the only horsewoman that she hadn't beat yet. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different scenarios that could happen with Charlotte right now. It's wide open with her, especially since she's been out so long. But here's my question with that. Why are we... Mandy Rose shouldn't have been fired in the first place. Let's just say that. But I ain't mad at it because no, they she said should. she made a million dollars since her fire. Me, um, she no, 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 no. Let's 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 put this in perspective. The month she got fired, she made five hundred thousand dollars on her website. Within a month and a half before the, it, it was a month and a half between then and the end of the year. By the end of the year, she made a million. That's crazy. And it wasn't OnlyFans. No. It's not that, an OnlyFans. That's why I'm trying to figure out why in the world would we be talking about her and these pictures, but these pictures ain't even. Ain't even bad. What, what what are we talking about here? I, I, I like the pictures. These are the same pictures that people put up on Instagram. 
I enjoyed the pictures. And Twitter. I mean, you know, it's, it's not, it's the bikini pictures. I don't, Damn, I don't even see the bikini. No, she got a picture of she's laying in a chair, <clears throat> in a uh, in a beach <clears throat> chair, and she has one title across the top, one title across the bottom, she, and, and the caption was Shawn Michaels, exactly. Shawn Michaels, and Playgirl. Shawn and, Michaels. And the caption was uh, when you when your champ can show you tits and ass without showing you tits and ass. Right, that's my point. She's not showing tits and ass. If she were, I could see that. But then I would go back to uh, Soraya. What was a page? Yeah, but page. you would go back to, and even though that wasn't her fault, no. Even if that, even though that wasn't her fault, and she those pictures were leaked, but still, she let a dude. Bust off on the title belt. Exactly. Among other places. She, and I've been a fan she's ever getting since. She's getting shot out, eating out, and busted up with the title belt on. Come on but now. Here's the thing though. You can take That's it back. Not even what you can take it back even further. How is it that <clears throat> That's okay, but China appearing in Playgirl and Playboy, Sable appearing in Playboy, those were those were those were set up though. So no, no, me out. It is out because WWE managed those relationships, and then again we're talking about a situation in a time when the the, that's the 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 (laughs) attitude era. So they weren't with that Disney thing that they're doing now. This is a different era of oh, WWE. Okay. Let's talk about something else then. Let's talk about something they didn't set up. Let's talk about Victoria doing porn. Let's talk about Candace Michelle. Victoria, Candace Michelle. He had to get his pen and pad ready. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Oh no! I wasn't gonna sell it. I wasn't gonna sell it, but I saw that. <laughs> I don't know what? Yeah, it's, it's a bunch of them. It's a yeah. bunch of them that, that's done. And they didn't do that with them. Come on, remember, man! Remember the reason that China isn't going to be in the Hall of Fame is because of her porn stint. But that has nothing to do with. I mean, allegedly her porn stint because I don't. I can't confirm that I saw. China oh, I'm not even gonna lie oh, about I it. I'll confirm it. I'll confirm it. Yeah, she played I, a I damn good shit. She'd have been better than the one that got on Disney right now. Exactly. But see, here's my thing. And this is what I always say, and it goes back to so many people. What they did outside of the ring does not take away what you did inside of the ring. All right. We always talk about it, and, and the People's Choice Don Rodriguez, his famous words is, I know Hulk Hogan. I don't know Terry Belair. Yep. And I know the ninth wonder of, world, of the world, China. I don't know Joni Laura. Right. It's a difference. That's two separate people. Just like when people say, well, you still listen to R. Kelly? I know R. Kelly. I don't know Robert Kelly. Two different people. It's a persona, and then it's a real person. 
I don't know them personally. And I'm you know I'm, Chris I'm, Benoit. I know Chris Ooh. Benoit, but I don't know Chris <laughs> Benoit. I'll just see how you go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only way I can go with that. I know Chris Benoit, but I don't know Chris Benoit. You know Chris Benoit? You already know how I feel about that. You already know I feel it was some shady shit going on with that. And come on now. It's too, too. The stories that I hear and the stuff that I watch, and I went down a rabbit hole one day last week about that, about him, uh, about China, just different things that just didn't add up. Shit just didn't add up. And I've always had questions. Here we are in 2023, and I still have questions about the Benoit murders because I really so, don't so feel like you watch the behind. What's that called? Behind the ring or beyond? Oh, you talk about Dark Side of the Ring? Of course, I watched. Yeah. It. Okay. Okay. I watched that, 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 that. That's that. That shook me. I ain't gonna lie. Have you ever listened to uh, di- uh what is that? Um, nah, the Jericho nah, with Chavo. Listen to that. Like I've listened to that in depth and picked up what everything Chavo said because they talked about. They started with Eddie, mm-hmm. and then they talked about how Eddie's death affected Chris Benoit and then what happened with Chris Benoit and everything, and the text messages. And he was like, it just, it just wasn't right. It's a lot that didn't go that, that didn't sound right about that. But I know, I know, I know um Benoit took Eddie very mm-hmm. hard because that was his guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I can only imagine like how that turns out. And now I'm I'm drawing I mean, a blank. They went, Japan, they, went Japan, they went Japan together, they came up through ECW together, mm-hmm. they came up it's through a- Mexico together. Yeah, all yeah, yeah all that, yeah. This is a great um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Matt Hardy has a great um thing with him and Eddie Guerrero, where like they were supposed to do 20 minutes for this stretch of nights um when they were on the road, but Eddie would always end up making the match go over the 20 or 15 minutes. It was supposed to be 15. They went 20 or 25 minutes every night. So every time they come back to the back. Eddie, the guy, whoever the person was in the gorilla position would be like, hey, I need you guys to be in 15 minutes. And he was like, oh, one man, man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And that happened for like two weeks straight. But it was like the best matches they ever had because like Matt Hardy always said that Eddie could always read the crowd and he would put you in position to make you look good throughout the whole match. That's a ring technique. That's what a great wrestler does. A great wrestler makes not only their opponent look good, but makes themselves look good in the process. AJ Styles. Uh, D'Lo Brown said uh, Owen Hart was like that. Yep. He said he, he came up, he wrestled Owen Hart, and he was all nervous. Said Owen put him in a headlock and said, look down at your left shoe. He had untied his shoe. So they lock up again. He said, look down at your right shoe. Untied his shoe. So then he had him down. I think he had him in a front face lock. And he said, hey, look over the referee's shoes. He had untied the referee's shoes. He's like, now settle down. We got this. But he made him laugh through the whole match and made him feel comfortable to settle him down. I mean, I, he could have had the Bruiser Brody effect like uh, the Undertaker <laughs> what Brody did to him. <laughs> he said, man, he... uh." He said he locked up Brody. Yeah, and he was he started calling the match. He was like, "Okay." He's like, "Settle down." 
Set it down, kid. He wouldn't set it down. He said he hit him with a – he said clothesline. He threw him into the rope, came back. He said, I, all I saw was that big furry boot. He's like, that was that. That was that. He's like, I, I'm, I'm green, and I'm calling the match. No, no. He broke him in right, though. But you got guys like that in the business. And if I'm not mistaken, is Eddie Guerrero in the WWE Hall of Fame? He should be, right? No, yeah. I don't think he's yet. I don't think he is yet. What 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 are we waiting on? I don't know. I mean, the WWE Hall of Fame is not like a normal Hall of Fame. No, there's a but, bunch of people that should be in it that aren't in it. Even but, Triple H said China should be in solo. I got a a a, a question. I don't know if we ready yet because I know the Nubian Sumo has his segments. Um, and I know you guys have a thing. Oh, my my segment is over. My segment been over. Right. So, there's any questions? End of my session. Go ahead. All right. So here, here we go. I got two. Um. So the first one is bloodline related. Who's going to be the person that breaks up the bloodline? Is it Solo or is it Sami Zayn? Because it has to come to a, no. It's going to come to a head. They're, get, they're you, telling no, you right now, like, of course it is. Of course it's going to come to a head. Right, right. And, 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 and you can you can build a, a a rivalry off of the factor that comes off. So if you put Solo off, now you got the kid that was you had the story built for you, and the story builds money. He's this. He's the the guy that the Rikishi's son. He wasn't there all the time. He wasn't connected to the family. He, he, he can be the outcast. He can sell the outcast thing. You go Sami Zayn, you got the guy that wasn't really a Uso, but he made it Usi, but he got too big for his britches, and now he has to leave the faction. Or maybe he's, we go back to Jay, but I don't think Jay gets involved because of the tag titles. The Rock. But does he have enough? Here's how I look at it. Here's, here's how I'm looking at it right now. I think it's going to be kind of all of the above. Okay. They're going to kick Sammy out. They're going to find a reason to kick Sammy out. Sammy gets, with, gets together with Kevin Owens. They make up, become a tag team, take the belts from the Usos. Okay. The, the it'll, it'll, they'll end up losing the belts because of something Solo did. Solo breaks up the bloodline, and everybody goes their separate ways. Roman winds up losing the belts because they they're they're talking about separating the belts. I don't know they how they're to. gonna do that. They need to. They need to. Now, I've heard two, two different things. I've heard two. I've read two different things. One, they're gonna have they're gonna have Roman wrestle twice during WrestleMania and split up the belts. And that's what he needs to do. He wins one. Loses one, right? I've also read 
that they're gonna pull. They're gonna pull a, a Triple H, and they're gonna bring in a a Raw World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. And they're gonna negate one of the belts that Roman has. Keep that as the uni world Universal World Championship. And then have a raw world championship. So remember I when I think they really need to defend them. He needs to defend them separately. Remember, remember when Brock wound up winning the title and he said, I'm only gonna defend it on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And then they wound up saying, Okay, if that's the case, then we're gonna bring back the world championship. They brought back big gold and gave it to Triple H. That's what they that's what they're looking like they're leaning toward. That way you keep Roman strong. He ain't gotta lose to nobody. His streak stays intact, and he's still champion without losing. So they just make those, they just unify those two belts, make him drop one. They bring in the raw champ world championship, whether they do a tournament or whatever they do. Or just put make a number one, number two contender and make them wrestle for it. That would be the easiest. That would be the path of least resistance for me. That saves Roman. So, but we'll have we'll have to see where they go. I mean, you know, Vince may got may have something to do with that at some point. But you always say it's too many belts. I say it's not enough. <laughs> I, 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 not I say enough. that they don't do enough of the belts. Okay, they don't give the belts enough room. That that, that now that's true. But you have two big rosters. Let, let's split the roster. So you who's got the, the IC champion? Huh? Who's the IC champion? Um, in the continental. God, what is Gunter? Yeah. Who? Gunter. Gunter. The former Walter. Oh, he's terrible. Came from NXT. <laughs> yeah, he's no, terrible. He's, no, he's, he's god awful. He, he's he like I smack shit at you right now talking that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's regal. <laughs> nothing wrong with Gunther. Ain't nothing wrong with Gunther. He has Gunther no personality. Gunther is one of the greatest acts to come out of the independent scene in the last ten years. Okay, you are crazy. That. Have you you've obviously never seen him wrestle outside of WWE. He, I feel like he's a, a watered down Stephen Regal. Bullshit. He's okay. a, he's a watered down Stephen. He's a watered down Stephen Regal now because they made him lose fifty pounds. Okay. When he when he was bigger, he when he was a bigger guy, he was on a whole nother something else. But now they made they now they're trying to turn him into a Zack Saber Junior. So I think the problem I have with him. Is they make him defend against people that you know he 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 won't lose to. Like he's got was it um I think he had Kofi or like I, I, I don't know. I, I think they just set up his reign the wrong way. And that's a sell. Well, he's supposed to he's supposed to, he's supposed to be that that um like not a monster, but somebody that's hard to beat. He's supposed okay. to be. That's, okay. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be more like a Samoa Joe. Okay. Okay. He's supposed. He's supposed to be that type of wrestler. He's supposed to be that wrestler that you not. You gonna have to. It's gonna take a lot to beat this guy because you know he's just that dude. Okay. 
but they are putting him up against the ricochets and the yeah, and, yeah, that's, uh, and, that's the problem and, and, I have with it. It's the but see, here's the thing. But see, but they did, but 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 they did build him up though. They did the right thing in building him up against Sheamus. Right. He's had those three. He has, he's had those two or three matches with Sheamus that were good. They need to put him up against a Drew McIntyre. But they I don't need to have him up against you big. Drew back down there, though. Can you go from Drew being hmm? here as an elite to taking him back down to an intercontinental title? Yeah, yeah. The man been gone for how long? He just got back. Mm-hmm. He got. He was okay. hurt. Okay. He was That's hurt. So right now, so right now, you got. So right now, you got Sheamus, who's in the in whose only mission in two twenty three. He said was to go after the only belt that he hasn't held. And that's the Intercontinental belt. So you got Sheamus. You put Drew McIntyre in that situation. Uh, you can keep Ricochet because they're building on Ricochet. They make okay. it, they're making Ricochet credible. So you can put you can put you can put Ricochet in that in that uh, in that uh, circle. Uh, Kofi Kofi is a former Intercontinental champion, former World champion. So why not put him in that in situation? Him and now uh, Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods out of those out of him, E, Big E, and Kofi is the Marty Janetti out of that joint. Okay. Right. Right. But 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 you but you the WWE can't find a way to sell you on making him relevant. But he's the best. If they want to put somebody in that position, they will put him in that position and convince you that they deserve to be there. But consequence of screen is the best one they got. This one they got in what? He's better than Kofi, and he's better than Big E. And he's playing video games. Persona. I don't know about all that. Like I said, okay. N- N- hold on, Nate. You know I love Consequences Creed. I I love Xavier Woods. Let's 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 look at the receipts. Let's look at the receipts. Big E, world they champion. What title run? Intercontinental champion. Uh-huh. United States champion. Kofi. Triple crown champion singles. Triple crown champion tag team. Right. Yep. Okay. How many singles titles does uh, Xavier have? He has none. Exactly. Okay. He only gets his shine off of their shine, which is why I always say, if the if the new day ever breaks up, it'll be Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. Okay. Xavier Woods will be Seth Rollins in the Shield. Ooh! Wow. Now, see, <laughs> this whole conversation started because I I said more belts. I mean. And the only reason why I said more belts because you got it, and it, just like you have an Xavier Woods, where do you put Xavier Woods? See, Xavier Woods would be if I'd bring back the TV title. Xavier Woods would be my TV title guy. He would be one of the ones in there with the TV title. I don't like what they do. I've never they give, liked what they give him the twenty four seven belt. Well, that's the funk now that, because they messed perfect. that up too. That's the worst belt they ever made. But see, that's 
it was said right here on this show how that belt was supposed to be done six months before it was made, six months before it was created. Don said how it should be done, and they messed it up. It was going good when you were running around with all truth and everything. All truth was a 57 time champion and everything that was going good. It was a little comic relief, but that's not how it should have been. The 24 7 belt for me as an old school wrestling fan, I felt like it should have had like the 15 minute time limit. And, and you should either, if you went in the 15 minutes, you, the, if you don't, it becomes a draw and we take it to the next week. And I felt like that's where they went wrong with that. Like, we don't have that moment. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm 46. I mean, I got, I'm salty way. I feel like when I look in this picture, like KG's like the, 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 the brown, he's got the dark brown. I got the, the salt and pepper. And then, you know, the Super Bowl got this, the, 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 the straight pep. I mean, the straight salt. So like, it's like a lineage we got going on here. But um, I remember when I used to watch WCW back then it was NWA and we would always have the NWA title like on the line at the end of the show. And like when they fade to black, like they're counting one, two, and you don't know what happens at that moment. And maybe that's the old school territorial part of me involved in this. But like that's what I felt the 24-7 should have been. It should have been something like, like at the end of the night, you're going off and you don't, maybe you don't know what happens or it gives you that, that level of mystery. And, and that's how the championship should have been handled in that situation. Well, maybe for maybe for like a main event, if a right. main, the, the main event show, but they wouldn't do that for SmackDown or Raw. No, exactly. That's what, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 Because that's what they're getting ready to do with uh, the New Japan World uh, Television Championship. It's a 15-minute time limit, and if it goes to a draw, then they get another match sometime later on to to, to wrestle again. But um, yeah, I mean, I can see I I can see that. But then they'd already established the hardcore belt as a 24/7 right. belt, which is where they got that concept from. Yeah. So they just decided to make it a 24/7 belt. But uh, okay, so. What other belt? Going back to how many belts? Uh, what other belts are you needing? Well, what okay. Other, what other belts are you needing with this? And we're just talking about WWE right now. Yeah, just WWE. We're just talking now, about what other belt? What other genre of belt could you need right now? Well, NXT, Raw, SmackDown. I think. What? To be honest with me. They don't do enough. Anybody. They don't do a Either good enough job. Of. They don't do a good enough job with the belts they have. So I feel like they shouldn't add anything. Well, I, I, and, you know, I, and my opinion, and I don't know if you know my opinion on this, but I feel they have too many belts. Okay, they need to cut back on some of the belts. But they're saying that they're saying that there's a need for other belts. Him and nah, I think I think so, you got so. you got a mid card belt. On SmackDown, you got a mid-card belt on Raw. And then for some reason, my biggest problem is you you muddle the titles at the top. So you don't have a big dog on either side of Raw and SmackDown. Like I think that's where they got lazy. I think because of the 
Brock Lesnar, the the Goldbergs of the world, they got lazy in making titles for the heavyweight part of this version of their system. And they reverted back to being old school in a sense. So they let those guys have those belts and kind of take away from the shine and the opportunity for new guys. Like I think if we would have gotten we would have had newer guys at the top. And I think that's hopefully where they're going in the future. But see, I'd already said from the beginning when they was when people folks talking about, well, Roman's got both the belts. He can't defend them on both shows. He's not even showing up on shows anymore. He's only showing up like maybe once right. a month. I'm like, fine. Cool. That's the way they used to do it when there was a traveling world champion. Flair wasn't on television every week. Hulk Hogan wasn't on television every week. So what do you do? What do you do about that? You want a champion that's going to defend on your television every week, right? Fine. You got an intercontinental belt on Raw. You got a United States title on SmackDown or vice versa, whichever, however it is. Mm-hmm. You make them your main titles. Those well, should be the titles that lead you to Roman Reigns anyway. That's so the way for the holders of those belts. The holders of those belts supposed to be first in line to get to Roman Reigns. That's the way it's supposed to be, and I've been saying that for years. That's supposed to be your number one contender. But the only reason I I I, I, I disagree with that is because I came up in the Flair area era. Where Flair defended this title a lot of times on TV. And if it wasn't on TV, he defended in the Great American, hold on, the Great American Bash, the 14 nights that Flair defended against everybody in the in the thing. And maybe I'm a little, you know, this might be old man shaking the Swiss in the cloud, but that's the thing. Like Flair defended his belt all the time. And that's really the reason that I'm a bigger Flair fan than a Hogan fan. Because Flair put the title up whenever it needed to be put up. Okay. Okay. I grew up okay. I grew up in North Carolina. I'm a okay. mid-Atlantic guy. Okay. So I, we grew up in the same, pretty much in the same era. You say right. you're 46, I'm 50, I'm 52. So right. we 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 in the we growing up in the same area. We growing up in the same era. We watching the same wrestling. Right. Okay. When my show came on channel 13 at 12 o'clock. CBS on Saturday morning. I didn't see Flair on television every day, every every Saturday. I didn't see Flair. If we if we did see Flair, he was either there in studio, right, or he brought in a tape from another from another area saying where he was going to be and what he was going to be doing and who he was going to be going after. Okay, it was very seldom that you saw Flair wrestle on television unless it was to build to something or he was getting ready to go go away for a while and he wasn't going to be back for a minute. So same thing here. You got you had Brock Lesnar with the belt that you only saw maybe once a month, if that much. Then he loses the belt to Roman. Roman gets a similar deal so he's like, look, okay, I, ain't, I only have to be appear like 125 nights a, a year. So, you know, I ain't going to be on TV all the time. I ain't got to be. 
And even if he's on television, he's not he's not wrestling. He just has to appear. See, the concept of a special attraction has been lost in the wrestling game, which is why you had MJF on Wednesday night saying what he actually said. I'm a main attraction. You wrestle on television seventy uh, on Wednesdays and Fridays, every Wednesday and Friday for months at a time. I wrestled seven days last year. Even one of the announcers was like, oh, this is the 60-minute match. He's like, oh, that's more than MJF wrestled all last year. Why? Why is that? Because MJF is a special attraction. MJF is a motherfucker that when he gets in the ring, the only reason you want to see him in the ring is to get his ass whooped. And he's going to make you pay to see it. That's why I used to love Telly Blanchard. Tully Blanchard was, was the most hated person in wrestling at one time. Nobody liked Tully Blanchard. But he's like, okay, that's cool. You want to you wanna, uh, you wanna see me get my ass whooped? You come pay to see me get my ass whooped. Oh, and uh, by the way, I was I love Tully Blanchard. Tully, Tully and R are my guys. Whenever me and my friends used to play for a horseman, I was always Tully. I was always Tully. I didn't want to be Flair or on. I wanted to be Tully because I wanted to start the shit. Tully, you're on with my guys. No lie. Now, see, when we talk about defending champion, I got to thank the Nubian Sumo. I got to thank Perry for this because they, they schooled me on this one about the Intercontinental U.S. being your top you know, your top championships on TV, your champions, you know, you got to defend the title every 30 days because we had a whole diatribe. And I mean, we had a fucking wrestling clinic put on about how much I couldn't stand Hogan as I got older because he never, I never got to see him on main event. I never got to see him on superstars. And that's what I was tuning in to see. I had to pay to see Hogan. And at that time, I, we wasn't buying pay-per-views for forty nine ninety nine. We wasn't buying pay-per-views like that. So you know, that that that's me. Yeah, the same boat. That that's why I say you know give me more championships, especially on the women's side. The women have one championship. You have all those women going after one title. It should be a secondary title for women. Some some something that the 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 intercontinental championship and the U.S. title represents, which is supposed to be your number one contender. You know, you put you put those straps on somebody that you have to see if they can hold on to the championship because remember during the beginning of the attitude era and i always go back to this because this is when i noticed wrestling as a business not as entertainment but i watched it as a business and you see you know first you had razor ramon Shawn michaels feuding over the intercontinental championship your next ones up you had stone cold triple h uh, uh ken shamrock the rock you had all these guys feuding for this title, and then it would go between Triple H, Stone Cold, The Rock. Triple H, Stone Cold, The Rock. Triple H didn't move up as fast as The Rock and Stone Cold did because of the curtain call. So when The Rock and Stone Cold moved up the main event status, and they were carrying everything, and then all of a sudden, here Triple H comes, and he was the guy. 
and he became the most hated man in wrestling at the time. But you see how you went from competing for the for the uh, the Intercontinental Championship at the time and being the number one contender, and then now you're the main event guy. That's where it has to go. But you got to give me that type of belt for the women. And if you do bring back a TV championship, something you have to, you can go through the archives and find a defunct belt and say, okay, we're going to use this as our women's secondary championship. But then I need another championship for, I don't really consider the, the, the intercontinental U S title mid Carter championships. I, I, I don't think those are mid Carter championships. I think that's your, your number. That's your, your, your breakout stars. That's your stars that are, that are ready to break out. Those are the ones that compete for that. I think you need a championship that's under that on both shows. That's nah, just what that's, I think. That, that's just that's too many belts. That's because then you're gonna lose. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Subban. I'm sorry. No, nah, I was gonna say that's what NXT is for. Yep. Yeah. If you got if you were talking about a belt, if you're talking about a belt under the United States and Intercontinental belt, that's what NXT is for. That's what that's what they're doing now, bringing people down. Like Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, like they did to Dolph Ziggler, gave him the NXT championship for a while. You know, that's what that is. That's the bit that's the belt that's under. Because I don't know if you remember when they first started talking about NXT, they were gonna use NXT as a gateway into the main card. You right. could cash in the NXT championship for a shot at the Intercontinental or the United States belt. But then they but then they 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 negated that. They didn't do they ended up not doing it. Could you they, imagine? Could you imagine how how many people would have moved up to the main card off of that? Could you imagine Kevin Owens using the using the NXT title to cash in on John Cena? And beating him that night for the for the United States Championship instead of just beating him straight up for nothing. Mm. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine Keith Lee cashing in after he won the North American and the NXT Championship that night? He cashed in the next show. So if we're done with this, because I don't think the women have enough. Right now, I don't think the talent is good enough and the mic skills are good enough to carry a second title or, or or a title in between the tag team and the and the main title. I have a different question to ask you guys, and it's gonna be real simple. Who carries the mic the best right now in in wrestling? Is it Roman Reigns? Is it MJF, like who's the guy that like makes you either hate, love, maybe a Sami Zayn, but who's that guy that moves the needle in 2023? Right now for me, it's MJF. Okay. As far as mic skills, as far as mic skills are concerned, nobody's touching MJF right now. KG? As long as Ric Flair got blood in his body, he, and he worked it. <laughs> but I gotta agree. I gotta agree with with, with the Nubian Sumo. It's gotta be MJF. Okay, so be. I'm I'm not I'm not crazy for this thought because yeah, 
I'm MJF all day long. Like, he has worked the hill theme, image, persona to, to, to the nth degree. Agree with that. And it's working. Oh, when, you got, when you got Jim Cornette calling him the greatest heel he has ever seen, think about that. No, no, you're right. There was somebody else. I, God. I, and Cornette's a wrestling historian. There's, there's another person right under Cornette. No, oh, it's Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff in the interview um, two weeks ago said that MJF has the best mic skills, interview skills of anybody else. So you you throw that on top of Cornette, and that's part of the reason why I asked the question. Yeah. MJF, MJF cannot be touched right now, which is why you keep him out of the ring. Right. You, you you that's why whenever he comes on, he is contractually obligated to be in this city on this night. Right. So they telling him, you know, it says in your contract that you got to be in Seattle you on show Wednesday up. night. You ain't got to wrestle. You got to show, show up. You got to show up. So yeah, I mean, it, it, but yeah. It's just it just amazes me, and the guy's only twenty six years old. But he but he he understands the business on a level that I've never seen a twenty six year old. I don't think Rick Rick was twenty six when he was doing Rick stuff in WCW or NWA um, back in the day. Whether it was the um, Rolex wearing. Um, diamond ring wearing, kids stealing, wheeling dealing. Rick Flair. Rick Flair hadn't even been in the in the airplane accident at twenty six. Right, exactly. You know what I'm so saying? Now, this guy is way above. Only other person I've seen reinvent themselves so well is Jericho. Damn, that's true. Yeah. Jericho has made himself whatever you want him to be, whenever you want him to be it. Um, whether it's Y2J, whether it was the, the Lion King or Golden Lion, whatever it was, all those in, in, inclinations of Jericho. And, of course, the best one was the um, you made the list, Jericho. And I'm biased on that, but yes. As Lionheart Chris Jericho. Lionheart, there it is. I knew it was I knew it was I was in the neighborhood. Well Corazon de Leon, as he was known as in Mexico. Didn't somebody say two hours? Yeah, and we hit we 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 approaching that. We always yeah, we always hit two hours. Between when it's me and KG, we always hit two hours. Just, just in conversations like that. That's why I said before we got started. You know, we we'll start talking about this. We'll get into my stuff, and then from there we just wing it. And what have we been doing? Just a general <laughs> conversation. Yeah, and, right? and see, here's the thing. 
we we get caught blanche because it's the first WrestleManiacs podcast of 2023. So we get caught blanche. Now this was June. Yeah, the phone be ringing off the hook. You know, the office phone going off, text shit. The pages might be going off. You know, hey, wrap that up. So, you know, it's always something. But hey, we had to, look. We had to come in and we had to do a big. We had to do a big this first show. So, we got anything else? See, he he only said that KG because he tired. They no, get, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Through. I got another 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm good. You got another 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm good. Yo, yo. We talking about wrestling. Y'all, y'all don't know. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm amped up. I'm one half the James gang. And I'm Frank James, I think it is, that Dusty called himself. And that's the only reason I did this, because I'm the Midnight Rider, a.k.a. Dusty Rose, in, in the group. That's never been proven that that was Dusty. Allegedly, yeah, he's so good. again, allegedly, I'm one after the James game. <laughs> the match never came off. That's never been proven. Oh man, now that was a fun time in wrestling. But I remember. I got, a, I remember I got a new name for you tomorrow when we do our, our show tomorrow. Okay. I'm now Mike Malenko. He the man of a million million holds. I'm the man of a thousand names. And that's the Sunday rise tomorrow morning at yes, 11 a.m. Because we got football going on now. Jacksonville's up on Tennessee with a minute 55 left, 20 to 16. Oh, this uh, one will be over, I think. Yeah. Kansas City won earlier. So, you know, we got a lot to talk about tomorrow. A few things going on. So, uh, anything else, gentlemen? Uh well that's it for me like I said we can we can talk about New Year's Dash and uh the the new things that are getting started with uh, the new year for New Japan uh on the next show and uh so man I can talk about um Noche de Campeones with AAA uh some things that have gone on there that especially what's involved with how that's involved with AEW so I'll leave that uh. As a cliffhanger for folks who haven't known, who don't know about that yet. So, uh, no, but as of right now, I'm, I'm straight. I'm just so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be back in the saddle. I ain't even gonna lie about it. So, I, I get to be on the WrestleManiacs, the first show of the year. I'm good, man. And the thing is, we were trying to figure out what we were gonna fill the time slot with. And we were trying to come up with things and come up with things, and all of a sudden it got quiet. And here comes James with his cape on. Nubian Sumo comes through. I may got the S on my chest, but he got the, he got a, one on his. He hiding because he said, "Hey, we doing something nice? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir." <laughs> Man, I know y'all. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Y'all the most knowledgeable wrestling fans. There's only one person in the world that's not in this room that knows wrestling better than y'all, and his name is Bernie Dill. Um, he does work with, um, I think it's MWC or MCW mm-hmm. up in, um, Joppa. Joppa. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's the only person that I would put in a room with you two guys to talk wrestling with. So I'm honored. I, I tip my cap to, to both of you gentlemen. And like I said, it's an honor just to be here for me. Well, see, we're going to have to get him on. With uh, with, with with Raj and with Perry, get oh, the people choice. I'm you right now, you need three hours. 
And look, that when we do shows like that, we we ain't no time limit. Just go. You, you need three. Yeah, Bernie. Yeah, Will. What's the what's the other guy's name? I forgot who you said. Uh, uh we got uh Perry and Raj. Perry. And then no, yeah. If you put Perry, Sumo, and Bernie on the show, you need four hours. Look, we when, when it come down to it, that's what we do. Like I remember with the first time we did it. I think they put they they took the phone and put the phone in the middle of the table, and just went. And I was I th- I don't think I think we was on for probably two and a half hours. I don't think I said maybe I made it and say twenty <laughs> words that whole podcast. Yeah, I, I, because I, I was sitting there right now. I, I I guarantee that this won't be under a two hour. It, it will never hit two hours. It will be three to four because I know what sumo know. And that's why when you sent the email, I was like, oh, we're going to be good for two hours. Because me and you talk for one and a half, no matter what mm-hmm. we do. And then when we got the greatness that is the sumo. You know what I'm saying? The best there is, the best there was, and the best there will be. I'm, I'm giving them that off the break, yo. Yeah, I'm good. Hey, man, my, my head big enough already, bro. I appreciate <laughs> it, though. <laughs> nah, bro. I, I, I got to give flowers where they do, man. And, and, like, when I watch this, I watch this because of you and Don. Um, Don's okay, but you, you like, I ain't never seen nobody go eight, AAA, um, New Japan, um, Aunt your Mama, whatever the rest of the league is, you got something on it. I ain't never seen no shit like that. Like, like KG talk about me when I talk about soccer and all the other things. But I ain't never seen nobody go, like, eight layers deep in wrestling. So I commend you, and I, and it's an honor for me just to have this space with you. Well, I appreciate you saying so. Thank you, thank you very see, much. See, Don, Don is your storyline, man. You need a story. You need a, a storyline that's gonna work yeah, for six yeah. months to a year. That's who you call. Don, Don will say, he, and the crazy part about it, I always ask him, "You get your check yet?" Because. <laughs> He didn't came up with so much. James has came up with so much. Perry didn't came. We didn't came up with so much on this show, and we never get credit for it. Twenty twenty three line. You got yeah. the historian and you got the promoter. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. We coming for our check. Yeah. So you should start a wrestling organization. Hey, that's I just want to be the always be the referee that gets knocked out all the time. <laughs> we can always call Vince after the sale. <laughs> True. That is true. So, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, damn, it feel good to be back on a Saturday night. Uh, myself, the Midnight Rider, will be back in the morning. The people, um, the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, Nubian Sumo, uh, next Saturday. So, and, and we got more to talk about then. We got wrestling this week. We got football this week. We got a lot going on. So, until. Tomorrow morning, 12 hours from now, diversify your bonds. It is. Kanishiwa, bitches. Kanishiwa, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? And he's going to step on my line. (laughs) No. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wipe your feet on the road. Nigga. <laughs> oh, oh man, <laughs> he, he not gonna sell my stunner next week. Uh, oh, not geez. at all. <laughs>
Oh, wow. Good night, everybody. Uh-oh.